Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Hey there, come on in. Have a seat. Today we're talking about uh, page 32 of Alien Hunger, and uh, we're just going to all stop in for a drink. We got an illustration on this page. Last time we had the big climax of the adventure. Next time we're going to get to some descriptions of uh, places that we mostly didn't have any reason to go during this adventure, but we'll learn about them anyway. And today it's just a big full page illustration of a bar full of uh, vampire losers is what this appears to be. We got a bunch of people here sitting at a bar. You can go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast, by the way, for a public post where you can see this picture if you're curious. And uh, here's what I'm going to do. I don't know which bar this is supposed to be. Could be the Broad Street. Could be the 24th Diocese, but I doubt it. That's a goth club. These people don't look like they're at a goth club. Could be Fish Pants. We know nothing about Fish Pants, but I I, I don't want to believe that this is Fish Pants. So I'm going to guess that uh, this is the Broad Street, Prince Ed's bar, where his band plays. And uh, what we have in this illustration uh, sitting at the bar are eight people, and I'm going to assume they're vampires, four of whom have exactly the same hair for some reason. I, I don't understand. But you know what? We barely fleshed out the NPC cast of Goth Punk Denver. Prince Ed's Court, we, we barely know anybody. So I'm just going to take the opportunity on this page to go down the bar, see who else I think, based on this page's inspiration, is stalking the night in Goth Punk Denver, because I don't see any indication that any of the characters in this illustration are characters who appear in this story or anywhere in this book. So that's great. It's an opportunity. They're new characters for us to get into. I'm just going to start at the top of the page and work my way down the bar. And then at the end, I'll decide who's the dumbest one. And uh, that's going to be it for today. All right. Starting up at the top, one of the four guys here with identical hair. He's kind of slumped over, soft looking face, very downcast. Looks like he's wearing a coat. This is sad boy. He's one quarter of uh, an improv troupe made up of the four identically haired vampires here. The name of the improv team is Toaster Bath, uh, which is supposed supposed to be a joke because you are not supposed to put a toaster, you know, in water. That would be dangerous to do with an appliance. It was like they brainstormed something. They thought, okay, that like that sounds like a joke. That's a placeholder name. And then it just now they're Toaster Bath. Everybody hates it, but especially Sad Boy. Very sad about the success of the improv team. Real upset that they decided to all get the same haircut as a gimmick. His boyfriend hated it. Everybody hated it. His old hair was like his iconic, like his style. Everybody knew him for that. Now he has the same hair as the rest of the team, which everyone hates. They hate the team. They hate the hair. They hate him. And I was going to say that's why he's a sad boy, but let's be real. He's always been a sad boy. Next to sad boy, staring far, far off beyond the bar back at what no one can say, is the second member of Toaster Bath, Vacant Kyle. Vacant Kyle started microdosing before it was cool, got really attached to it, started doing it all the time. And moved on from that, kind of left behind the micro part, and now he's just dosing all day and night. At some point, he became a vampire. He barely noticed. He can't take his wide array of recreational, well, I say recreational, his wide array of marking time until you die drugs. He can no longer really do dosing of any kind, but it's kind of built into his system now. It's like maybe he was embraced while he was disastrously high on a lot of substances you're not supposed to use together, and now that's just the way he is. You know, some vampires' beards grow back every night. Vacant Kyle wakes up every night having that experience where, like, you've had too many edibles and you're trying to express a thought and there's a four-legged fuzzy creature that says meow and you can't 
remember where you are. Bacon Kyle hasn't actually been conscious since his embrace, but he always had kind of a surrealist improv style. So he's filling a niche on the team. Next up, not in toaster bath, gruffly trying to enjoy a drink, wearing a beret, wearing sunglasses inside a goddamn bar at nighttime while drinking. He's got a bristly beard. This is Chavo. Chavo tried to overthrow a small island nation and uh, become its ruler, a la in Bison, but it didn't work out. It's hard for one vampire of whatever gritty toughness to fight an army, especially during the day. So he kind of had to slink off to wherever a prince would take him, and that was Prince Ed. And so now Chavo lives in Denver to his great, great shame. Is he plotting to take over Denver? Fuck no. There's a kind of rebound that makes you feel worse about yourself. And she's in this room right now, and her name is Denver, Colorado. Next up, the third member of Toaster Bath. We can barely see him. All we can see is sunglasses and that dumb, dumb hair. If you look at where he's positioned relative to Chavo and then the other person he's next to, he has got to be standing pressed directly up against this other man's ass for no goddamn reason at the bar. He is in there. This is Dave. He's been trying for many years to get people to call him T-Bone, but the consensus is he's still just Dave. Dave loves to hug you. Dave loves to drive a conversation with friends with reckless hope toward some kind of end where you wrestle. Dave has been seen in the midst of a conversation with his arms out around the shoulders of three, four, five separate people, and he wasn't even in that conversation. Who's this vampire he's pressed up against at the bar? Uh, We got a man here uh, drinking a drink, lighting a cigarette, crouched down, looking like he's really trying hard to enjoy his bar experience. His name is Jamal. He's here every night, drinking, smoking, giving an ostentatiously hungry eye toward everybody with a promising looking neck at the bar, flashing his fangs on the sly to other vampires as they walk up and go about their business. Here's the thing. Jamal's not a vampire. Jamal just used to like to come to the Broad Street sometimes. And at a certain point, he noticed almost everyone here was a vampire. At first, he thought they were just pretending to be vampires. So then he pretended to be a vampire. And he got those like realistic looking fangs like, hey, you know, giving people like vampire looks because it seemed fun. Like it's not something you do to a stranger as a cold call. But if they're doing fake vampire RP in a bar, then you might be like, hell yeah, I'm a vampire too. So that's what he did. But then he realized, oh, fuck, these are actual vampires. And so now Jamal is like, he, it, it's too late. He can't, he's in too deep. He can't get out. It makes him real nervous. And he wants to smoke, but he knows the vampires can't smoke. And so he, you know, lights one up and he takes a few puffs surreptitiously while he's kind of miming for the benefit of anyone who might be watching. Like, fuck, fuck. I always forget that I can't smoke fucking cigarettes now that I'm a creature of the night. Poor Jamal. He's going to get eaten someday. Next to Jamal, the final member of Toaster Bath, the artiste of the group, same dumb hair looking pretty much directly at camera. Looks like he might have a scar down over one eye. His name is Gil. He thinks improv is important. He holds forth about it. He's had a lot of experiences in his vampire existence that have given him a lot of perspective on the world, on life, on death, what it is to be a person, what it is to have a scar over your eye, what it is to pressure all your friends to get the same haircut as some kind of obscure performance art statement. And he wants to share that with everyone. He can't do it in his own persona because, you know, he is fundamentally, he's an introvert. But he does have this uh, kind of philosophical message tied up in his art, his improv. Um, And so he expresses this through an alternate persona, the persona of Spaghetti Betty, who is the worst drag queen in the world. She's got a Yiddish accent for some reason. And one of these days, he's going to have to stop doing that shit. Next to Gil, a.k.a. Spaghetti Betty, we've got Tony Shalhoub as Monk. Look at the hair. That's Tony Shalhoub. And if it's Tony Shalhoub, dollars to donuts, that's Monk. Because look, Columbo is in this game. Why the fuck not? And next to him, we can barely make him out. We just kind of see the silhouette in the back of his head. Somebody with a slightly like flyaway hair on the side wearing a beret. There are no Nosferatu in this adventure or mentioned at all in Denver. 
And there aren't really going to be a lot of pictures we can associate with Nosferatu because, you know, they have a distinctive look. So let's make this a Nosferatu. He's a, a corpulent, hedonistic, wryly funny Nosferatu who oozes slightly. He's a connoisseur of blood, just loves to sample different people, different flavors. He's got enough obfuscate to be able to disguise himself and pass as a mortal human being. He's quite an experienced vampire at this point. His name is Conlon. He thinks pretty highly of himself, and he reinforces himself in this opinion by using his obfuscate ability to walk unnoticed among the vampires of Denver. He can walk through the broad street, just oozing everywhere as he goes. Nobody's the wiser because he has obfuscate. He goes to the broad street. He doesn't socialize. He doesn't play their little games. He sits himself right down in the middle of all these vampires trying to look cool and chuckles to himself. These posers don't realize that in their midst, here I am, running my own race, filling my own eternity with sport. Some of them know that I lurk in the sewers of Denver, but because I don't bow and scrape before Prince Ed, they barely stop to think where I might be, whether I still exist. They saw me wearing a jaunty beret and not a trench coat and dismissed me. They sit there with their goblets of blood, thinking I'm the loser, when in fact, they are the losers. But Conlon has fallen into a classic logical fallacy. Everybody can be a loser. The people on the dance floor and the people standing on the wall. Everybody sucks. Dancing is stupid, but so is not dancing. You can't win and your life is passing, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Who is the dumbest vampire on this page? It's Gil. It's Gil because you can tell by the look in his face. He thinks that scar is cool. He thinks he's cool. And he thinks what he's doing is important. That's the thing. You know, it's one thing to be a loser, hanging out with a bunch of other losers. That's fine. That's all of us sometimes. Some of us all the time, and it's not all bad. But when you're sitting having drinks with seven of the worst people you've ever heard of, having a conversation you have every week and hate every time, and yet you think, if only the leaders of the world could think the way that we think, could have conversations like this one, then the world would be such a better place. Like the answer is locked inside fucking Spaghetti Betty. Out of all the dumbness on this page, his dumb hair just stands a couple of inches above the rest. So anyway, I guess I should get back to the actual podcast now. Join me next time. When we dig a little deeper into goth punk Denver with the locations of interest section on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.